Welcome to the Improperly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. And I'm Nicole Gonzalez. We live in a world where our lives are on display all of the time. There's a lot of pressure to keep up appearances and sugarcoat the crap. We're putting our foot down and saying we don't have to do that anymore. Everything is not fine, and that's absolutely okay. Hey guys, it's Cal. Today's episode is very special. Nicole asked her mom, Peggy, to be on the show, and we've referred to Peggy or the Pegster numerous times on previous podcasts because she's just a legend. (laughs) She's just the mom of all moms. And Obviously, she's made a huge mark in Nicole's life, um, but the impact and just huge place that she has in my heart and in my life is indescribable. So a few things about Peggy. When Jim, before Jim and I were married... And he lived in Othello. We've we've referenced, you know, hard times in the church or the cult way back when and different things that we went through. Uh, but during the worst of the worst, the Hamilton family was Jim's family. Um, they, Ray and Peggy, just brought Jim in and loved him as a son. The first time I ever met Peggy Hamilton... Um, <laughs> was in the middle of a church, um, like after a church service was over, this little spitfire comes walking up to me and she says, um, she says something along the lines of, I really think that you should consider my son or something like this. I can't remember her exact wording. And I'm, I know Nicole at the time And I know Nicole has a brother who's like a junior or senior in high school. And I'm looking at this little lady. I'm like, what? What the hell? And so I I can't remember how it transpires. But she basically, I (laughs) I finally get out of her that she's talking about Jim, who's a dear friend of mine. And I, I just don't put it together that she's talking about Jim as her son until I don't, I must've looked at her like she was crazy because eventually she explains to me what she's talking about. But that's my first interaction with Peggy Hamilton. Um, She adores and adored my husband at the time. He was just part. And I know that she still does, but I mean, at the time he was daily and at their house or just spending time with her sons or her husband or whatever. And it was not normal for people to talk about like, you know, hooking you up with somebody or whatever, like it is in the normal world. That was not a normal part of our life. There was a whole process of even entertaining the idea of eventually courting and marrying someone. So for this little spitfire to come and and say, you really need to think about dating my son was like, 
it's a wonder the church didn't catch on fire and burn down. It was such sacrilege. And that to me is the beauty of Peggy Hamilton. Um, just, oh, I can't even put it into words. And then later on when Jim and I found out we were pregnant and before we were married in that same situation, um, it was going to be a very big deal, a very taboo ordeal. And we, it's not like normal, but we, we told five people that we were pregnant before our wedding. And Peggy Hamilton was the first person that we told. And I needed a mom. I needed someone to help me figure out what in the world we were going to do and how to handle this. And Jim and I both knew that we wanted that to be Peggy. And she was amazing. She, she stepped right in. There was no judgment. She was over the moon excited with us and walked me through what to do to practically to, you know, see a doctor and get, you know, just start walking through things. And, um, those are just two very small examples of just (laughs) the fire and the love and the just amazing qualities that this woman has. So in this episode, and I, maybe you're wondering why the heck am I going on and on about this woman the way I am before this episode even starts. And, and here's why, because like I said, she's a mom's mom to her core. I've modeled myself and I refer to it in the episode, but I've modeled myself after how I watched her parent, her kids in the, in the, when, as a young adult, you know, when I'm, when Jim and I are first getting together and planning our wedding. And then when I'm first pregnant, you know, it was just, we were with them all the time. And I saw every part of her marriage and her, the way that she mothered and her relationship with her kids. And I wanted to be just like her. And the parts that I love most about myself as a mom and as a wife are things that I learned from Peggy Hamilton. And Nicole will talk about just the value in every episode you hear the value of Nicole's relationship with her mom. But I wanted to take the time to talk about why I value that relationship so much. And when we start the episode, we're just, oh God, just reminiscing and telling old stories. And I kind of wondered if I should take it out because there's just inside jokes and all kinds of things. And I I wasn't sure how it fit or if I should leave it. And then I realized that um, it's priceless because you get to see so much of where Nicole come from, comes from, but also um, this woman, this 60-year-old woman who, well, she's not quite 60, but um, who's just so full of life and full of love and full of mothering. And it's exactly a picture of what I want to see when I think about giving tribute to moms on Mother's Day. And so I left it in and we decided to keep it in because it's just beautiful. And I hope you're not annoyed by the 
inside stories and jokes um, because they're just so precious that I wanted to share them uh, with anybody who wants to hear them. So we do a, a lot of that as our catch up. We're catching up on 15 years ago um, with that beautiful woman. And then um, just talking to her about raising seven kids and um, all of the, the things that go in and out in, into that and, and how that's played a part of her life. And so um, there's so much, there's just so much to hear and glean from what she has to say. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I do, because it's just so special and so precious. So thanks for joining us and happy, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Um, you're a rock star. No matter what you think, no matter how you feel, you are a rock star because you love your kids and you're listening to this and you, there's no way you'd be able to listen to this if you didn't love your kids. So <laughs> thanks for being, a, being along with us today and really happy Mother's Day. We love you. So we had to record this intro via phone because when we record the episode, we had to cut it short because Peggy had to pee. <laughs> this is the intro via telephone. Hey guys, it's Kel. And Nicole. And we have a very special guest today. It's my mom. <laughs> She's here. Oh, hi guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're the cutest Peg. The infamous Peggy Hamilton who... Oh, you're the best. So uh, today's special because it's our Mother's Day tribute episode. So we're a little early, but we wanted to get this out in our normal time, but a tribute to all the mamas. Yes, I, I think it might be the biggest thing to me is just to encourage moms. Yeah. I, being a mom is so important to me, and so I just want you all to know how much I I adore you. I am encouraging you. I think this week is all about you and celebrating you. And um, I want you to know that you are doing a good job and we are here for you. And happy Mother's Day to all of you. You moms, you grandmas, you great grandmas, you aunts. Yes. Uh, great. Happy Mother's Day, all of you. Let's kick off the episode and just pick up mid chat with the three of us. You there, there's so much laughter. You're just going to pee your pants with Peg. So enjoy the show. <laughs> A little insight into who I am and why I am the way I am. <laughs> that means we're recording. Right now we are. Yeah. Don't worry. <sighs> this is my site. This is this is just this is just our get ready. Chat. <laughs> okay. no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Oh God, I wish I could hug you. I know. I hate it. I keep looking at my computer, thinking I'm at least going to be able to see you. I know. I know. We should have done a Zoom one again. We should have. You know, Court, because Courtney's dying to be on. Courtney, this is my yes. idea. Listen, Linda. This is my idea. <laughs> As soon as this is over, let's meet and do a live show with all the girls. Let's oh my it. God. Yes. Let's do that. And anybody that can't be there, then we can like zoom them in. But 
will do a live show with all of us. Like Michaela? Oh yeah. my God. It would have been. Oh It'll my God. A wild time. Can you imagine Michaela and Kelly in the same room together? <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. You know who I'm scares s- me is the idea of Michaela and Ellie in the same room together. Oh, yes. That's terrifying. No. When they text no. each other. Yeah, when they text I'm, each other, I'm like, oh, you're too much for one world. They much. text each other? Yeah. Yeah, they're friends. <laughs> Michaela and Ellie and Hunter. Yeah. <gasps> I did not know that. Ellie adores them. Oh, she should text me. She would adore she, me if she knew me. She would. She Ellie, remembers her birthday tomorrow. I know. I'm <gasps> like, I'm having all kinds of feelings this week. I don't know if it's my period or fucking a new level of the Rona depression be- or what, but it's ugh. because Mother's Day is coming yes, up. That's, that's part why. Of it too. That's why. Probably. I yeah, never. So we could call it the Congregation of the Margaritas. Oh yes. Remember, because we all we, all we are Margarita, margarita in Spanish class. In Spanish class. Yes, and we need to have our bracelets. Remember our bracelets? (gasps) (laughs) 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 To the wall, to the wall. Let that sweat drip down my balls. Remember that? (laughs) That is my favorite. We had the bonfire. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That I was that one. Mission. We're going back there. I don't. That was what one I have good. To do. We're doing. Yes. This. It's my happy place. Yeah, but let's not go back to that little house because that was not. Fun. We're gonna no, need a bigger house for sure. <laughs> We've like doubled in size, tripled. Well, I just yeah. mean the little house, the first little house member, and then we had the big argument oh. on the day we left. Yeah, that we was not I got fun. With Ellie. <gasps> that day. Yeah. Anna, let's go back. Oh my God, Kelly. On the way home. Oh, on the way home. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. I was going to say. pulled over and made up. Because I was going to say, oh my God, you guys slept on the living room floor. (laughs) Sometimes that's the best place. I think that we were surrounded by children. I don't think it would have been the best place. (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical. So many good memories. Good oh. ones. Good ones. <laughs> I, you know what I do remember? Remember how we always used to sit in the living room and then we would visit and how Rain, Riley, and Jim would like just entertain us. We would all yeah. just sit around and laugh. And then mm-hmm. I remember. And then I remember. I don't know why I always remember this. Is the time when we, you ate the shrimp and got sick. <gasps> oh, remember that? I don't. I don't know. You don't remember that? It was after um, we had like a Christmas dinner, I think, a church Christmas <gasps> dinner, and then you ate. Yes, and you ate. Oh, I hate potlucks. You I hate ate potlucks. The shrimp, and then I just remember you being so so sick, I and was you so threw up and threw sick. up, and then all of a sudden you came out, and you were okay. I'm fine. Yep. Yep. Get it That's out. How it goes. Yep. Get it out. Yeah, oh. that was. I I don't know why I always remember that. I, that's why I don't eat at potlucks because you mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. No, yeah. no. Especially and, seafood and at potlucks. Then I, scary. And then I remember when we were, um, I think it was Mother's Day or Father's Day, one or the other, and you were pregnant with Ellie 
and you were making broccoli salad, chopping it up. It was at our house in on 11th Street. Oh, yeah. And I think I know we story. had the garbage. I swear, I think about this every time someone <laughs> says the word trash. And the garbage was full, and we kept getting asking somebody of the boys to take the garbage out. All of a sudden, you said, Oh my God, would you get off your ass and take out the trash? And I remember Jim was sitting in the recliner and he turns and he just, and he looks at you. Yes. And he just gets up and does it. He was and we so were, mad at me. And we were like, yes. Uh, I repeated that saying so many times. My mom times. used to say it all the time now. I yes. Too. I still say Get it. off your ass and, and take, take out, out the, the trash. trash. Yes. <laughs> You taught me that's, so many things. That's the Enneagram 8 in you, Kel. That's right. That's right. Get shit done. Oh, yes. Or That's another thing I remember. And another thing, what you taught me. What? <laughs> I remember we were talking to Olivia last night about your bachelorette party. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, my mom totally spilled all my tea to my daughter last night. Not all of it. I didn't. You said some. Oh my god. But then I was like Olivia, this is not leaving but, your mind. But Kelly, no, leave it. Let just wipe it clean right now. Everything you heard, wipe it clean. Pretend like you didn't even right. hear this. Remember where I, I just remember riding in the back of the car when we were going to Tri Cities and you had some little things on the seat like a <laughs> bachelorette a, party 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 tricks. Yes. Oh, yes. And I picked up a book that said Kama Sutra and I was like, <laughs> "What?" I did not know what that was. You had to tell me what it was. Oh my God, Peggy. You know what? I still don't even for sure know what all that is. I don't either. And I was like, yep, I'm hiding this book. I would never bring this book home. I went to Irish Catholic school. That was like, a, what? You told Liv about the Kama Sutra book? Well, she just... She didn't know what it was. Well, no. I just said I didn't know what it was, and you told me what it was. As as <laughs> as we're telling Olivia the story, she's, like, looking at me like she's baffled. And she's <laughs> like, she's like, why would you, would you do, do that, that, Mom? Can you please tell me? Why would you want <laughs> to do that? And I'm like, Liv, it was a bachelorette party. Yes, about the wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> she's like... She goes, isn't why? that illegal? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Can you get arrested for that? Can you? Could you have gotten arrested? No, Olivia. I did it all on my own accord. Oh, and then she was so sick the next day. Michaela always remembers this, and me, and Michaela, had to go work for her at the video the store. Next day, I was so hungover. Oh my twelve-year-old sister had to come work for me so I could run to the bathroom and barf it. Oh my god, she was sitting down and then on Olivia the floor. Goes, Mom. Why would you do a bachelorette party when you knew you had to work the next day? That's just stupid. I'm like, you're right. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Who else went with us? I can't, I was trying to. Uh, Heather and she was pregnant. Yeah. Remember, she was pregnant and she had what? to drive for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. She had to pull over so we all could pee on the side of the road. Uh huh. But I think you were the only one that that threw up. I didn't throw Me, up. I, oh, I yeah. can't. I don't. No, throw I, up. Uh -uh. No. No. That's why I don't drink. It's just not good for me. Well, I don't. I do not throw up ever. What? But even I can't. I think the only time I threw up from drinking was in high school. What? Mm -mm. I think I'm. I think I'm yeah. allergic. Yeah, I think the people who throw up are allergic. Because Connor is too. He can't do no. it. Mm -mm. Me too. You definitely react more than anybody I've ever known. Mm -hmm. I know. It's not good for me. Mm -mm. 
this just a fine line. There's a fine line yeah. in between. There is. I never cross that line. But when Jim has too much to drink, I make him throw up. I'm like, go in the bathroom and throw up. Because then I know he'll be okay. But I'm afraid he's going to fall asleep and then do it in his sleep and in my hair. What? Has he done that before? No, but he would. Oh. Wait, you say, Jim, go in the bathroom and throw up. And And he he does it? it? Yeah. It's because she's an Enneagram 8. People listen. I need to have a little bit of that Enneagram 8 in me. <laughs> no one listens she, to me. She is in control and gets shit done. And people just listen. Uh, that's, you know what? Not my children. Not my well, children. because they're probably eights too. <laughs> you created little mini. And then there's poor Jim. No. number one. Ellie's <laughs> a number two. She's like a Oh, yeah, she one. is. She's a number two? Yeah. She's the helper. Oh, I'm a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're a cornucopia. <laughs> oh, that was nice. I was calling myself a trash can of eight. But that's pretty- She's gonna. I'm gonna do the test with her tonight. Do it. Yes. Do it. She did this because I. The part I really liked. You know what? How do you make your husband? Because listen to it. Because I was listening to the one part about Nicole when she was saying, you know, how she's been staying home and she kind of was freaking out a little bit with all the kids and Nicole Allen, Nicole Allen. And, and she said how her husband stopped and said, okay, we gotta find a project for you to do so that you can feel successful. Yeah. And I thought, holy crap, that's me. I have to have a project to feel successful. But my husband doesn't get that. He was always like, oh, my God, is enough is enough. Why can't it just be enough? And I'm like, what? Enough projects? Is there ever enough projects? Because once you finish one, you should get another one. It's true. I don't feel that way. I'm not a project-oriented person like that. But I, we, everyone should have a husband kind of like Aaron, except for he's he's kind of very feeling feeling the he's a little girly he's a little girly in his feels so i think that's why he's better at it well i feel like everybody should have five husbands five different ones yeah Uh because you because this is my past well not really uh no you need like the the worker (laughs) one that can fix everything yeah then you need the really smart one that can make all the money and then you need the romantic one that can sing you songs and the feeling one. And plays the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then okay. you need kind of the one that can help you with the decorating and your clothes. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Right? Okay. okay. All of this. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. They all have to take care of themselves. Yes. Because I can't take on any more. No. No. But if you want to take care of them, you can't. But don't expect me to do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just, maybe we should just have hired hands. Like. <laughs> I'm going to, okay, maybe. I, I think the just... sister wife would be easier than another. Yep. I, Me yep, too. Yep. I already have a couple of my sister wives picked up. <laughs> Do they know? Uh-huh. I've talked to a couple of them about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, I love you, Peg. <laughs> I love I you have too. too many goddamn kids. I don't need any extra. Oh, brother. You have half the kids your mother did. Yeah. I know. Well, and it's enough for well, me. Well, a little over half. <laughs> a little, little over half. Ooh, minus minus 3.5. You'd be 3.5. You'd have to get rid of half of one of them. Half. Well, Wesley's easy. He's kind of like half. He's very easy. Yeah, he's kind of like a half. half oh, have you ever met no, him in person, Kelly? No, no. But I just oh. love his little face so much. 
Oh, just like there's just something about him. You just want to keep your hands all over oh. him, and he looks at you, and he then he says the cutest little things. Yeah, I love it. He's so cute. He's my gift. They're all gifts. <laughs> yeah. They're all gifts. They're all gifts. <laughs> but I, but I feel like after the first three, God was like, I'm gonna give you something a little extra. Special. Yeah, a little something to reward you for your pain and suffering. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> at least for right now as a five-year-old yeah well because five-year-olds you are the cutest and they're the most loveless the ever yeah like i can remember looking at my kids each one of them when they were five and like seriously i would just look at their face and think there is yeah. nothing there is nothing cuter it is a magical age it hunter was a- my favorite five-year-old though oh, oh he was magical he still is kind of like that. He's still very magical. <laughs> yes, he just is. Yeah, yeah. He has the kindest heart. Mm-hmm. He very sensitive. Yeah, he really does. He does. I mean, he will lash out sometimes, or he will, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't take him very long, and then he'll realize, and he's like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. And when he says he's sorry, you know he's sorry. Oh. Yeah, very sincere. It's not a like, man, eh, sorry, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like you know he's heartfelt. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like Wesley too. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he has he has true like like he's very sincere when he apologizes, and he won't do it until he's ready. Yeah, that's good though. That's good. Yeah, because who wants a fake one? My other two boys just say it just to make me happy. To get out of trouble. Okay. Just, yeah. It's exactly. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine. Eddie will go, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to do it. I said I was sorry. So do you think you're supposed to say I forgive you when people say you're sorry? If you forgive them. Do you make them? I don't. I make, I don't make them, but I do say, you, you, you. I always tell my kids, you two are not going to leave this room until you guys make it right with each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So whatever that means. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be specific words, but it, there has to be like reciprocation. Got to make it right. Yeah. If huh. that means you hug, you shake hands, you punch each other. I don't care. Yeah. Usually my right. kids like laugh at each other and call each other a name and then like wrestle each other. And that's how I know everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, some of my kids, I would not want to wrestle with. Oh, I don't want to ever wrestle with either of them. They're like, Oh yeah, Kelly, you grew some good kids. God, they're ginormous. They are, <laughs> but they're beautiful. They are. I mean, beautiful. that just goes to show you they're you know beauty comes in all sizes. They're beautiful. That's true. Yeah. Six. Uh, Jordan is six. What? Six five. He's between six four and six five. Yeah. Holy Toledo! I know. And yesterday was one of those days where he woke up and he was, or maybe it was this morning, he was standing next to me and we both always notice it at the same time. Like he'll be coming in for a hug and we'll both be like, oh God, like he grew again overnight. (laughs) Well, he's 14. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his voice is starting to crack. It's so cute. He's not done. He's only starting. Yeah. Yeah. Some kids just take a while. They're just longer. Yeah. I mean, I hope the growing slows down because the puberty is only just starting. So isn't that weird when it's like you look at him and he has like man size, yeah. but still like the puberty hasn't caught up. So it's yeah. like 
he's still a little boy in a man's Oh, body. and he, yes, and he's so like clumsy and dopey, and oh, it's so cute. Oh, I know. He's like a puppy. I think I was. <laughs> you were I puppy was. and dopey when you were young. Oh my god, I was huge. You like, were. Oh my your... god, I yes. We have a picture of all of my sisters. Uh huh. Okay? And you know, I'm like the second to the youngest. So yeah. I have Patty and Katie and Terry are older than me. Yeah. And they were like college and high school. And I was in fifth grade and I was the same size of them all. Oh my God. And then, then my little sister who is Mary, who is three and a half years younger than me. Uh-huh. Like she was to my waist. Yeah. She's always been teeny. She was always little. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Yes. I look like an Amazon. That's so funny, huh? Didn't you grow tall fast? Yeah, but I I don't imagine you ever being tall or like you're like just, literally. Yeah, I haven't grown since sixth grade. Wow. Yeah, I was always tall, always like until high school. I was always the tallest one in my class. Right, right. But were you heavy ever, or were you never? Lanky, like never. Yeah, see, I was I was a big girl, which actually, I mean, probably no. Yeah, I was. Huh. I did not yeah. picture that. That's funny. Wait, oh, really? Because when I went to my 30-year class reunion from eighth grade, uh-huh. like, that's what the boys said. Oh. That you were big. Wow. You were kind of a big girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, you were kind of little. And that's right. So, yeah. Guys, guys were such douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Peg, God. how old were you when you and Ray got together? Uh, I was 17. And he was a little older, right? Yeah, he, I was still just going into my senior year of high school. Uh And then he had just graduated. And so he, like, I was starting my senior year of high school and he was starting uh, college at Eastern. So he was 18 and I was 17. I was almost 18. Yeah. Because it was in um, first, like, end of July, and I turned 18 in October. And then how yeah. long until you were married? Uh, a year. And then how long until a you had year. Nicole? Um, I think I was, I was pregnant with her when I was 21. Wow. So it took a while, you know. Well, tell the story. So it took a while. Um, I, okay. If I get emotional through this story, you have to understand because every Mother's Day I get emotional about it. Because, well, you know, ever since I was little, that's all I could think of. I wanted to be a mom. Yeah. You know, like after you graduate from high school, you think, okay, what am I going to do? Well, there were so many things I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be like a hairdresser. I mean, there was all these things, but there was nothing that I wanted more than to be a mom. Yeah. And so, you know, I just didn't get pregnant, didn't get pregnant. And then, um, so finally, you know, I, I went, I worked at a lab. And so, um, anyway, so there was some complications. Ray had, um, a very low sperm count. That was also, his numbers were really low Uh because of a hockey injury. Yeah. Because of a hockey injury. And so, um. So, you know, they were, and so it was like, wow, I just remember when we found out that that was the issue. That was why I wasn't getting pregnant. And I was, I was devastated. Yeah. 
like literally, I remember going and talking to my sister thinking, are you kidding me? And I, basically I was like, this is all I ever wanted. Yeah. Why? You know? And so, um, and at the time was there like, like now, if that's the case, the doctor will be like, you need to do this, this, and this. And they have like pretty solid answers. How was it at the time? Well, there was, yeah, there was some answers. They were like, okay. So anyway, basically his sperm count was like 4 million and half of those were bad. Like they were immobile or they weren't good. Uh And, um, where the normal is like 50 to 160 million. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, you know, they had varicose veins, which is very common for athletes yeah. because of wearing, you know, athletic supporters or cups or stuff yeah. all the time. But he had had a, ho- a hockey injury where one of his testicles was smashed. Oh. And so they were like, okay, so you could have this operation where we go in and we like strip the, the veins, I guess, uh-huh. you know. And so, um, but, so we were like, okay. And, um, I just remember just my faith in God and just thinking, you know what, God, you could, you could heal this. Yeah. You could take care of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so, um, actually he was scheduled to have the surgery and I was, got pregnant before it. Wow. I did not know that. Yep. So my Nicole is a very special, she's our miracle. And, and I mean, there's other things besides that. I think back, I mean, it, totally miracle. Yeah. The doctor told me when I got pregnant with her, um, I was very thin, but not very healthy. Yeah. You know, I think I weighed 105 and I'm five, seven. Yeah. And so, um, it's a miracle. Yeah. Oh, Peg. And, yeah. And so then the next one. With Raymond, I was like, God, if it's going to take me three years to get pregnant, yeah. I'm not using any birth control. I'm not ta- I'm yeah. not doing any of that. Yeah. You know? So I got pregnant when she was eight months old. <laughs> <laughs> so did you know, like, I know you say you wanted to be a mom, but did you know you wanted to have a large family? Like yes. from the get-go? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can remember people would ask me and I would say I wanted 10 kids. Wow. And Ray was on board like he always did. Oh, well, (laughs) he was, you know what? Let me tell you, he, he's very, it's very surprising because, you know, he didn't grow up around kids like I Yeah. And so. Does he he just have a sister? That's it? Yeah. He has one sister who's 16 years older than him. So yeah, he was like an only child. But he, I mean, he had his nieces that were like a year and two years younger than uh-huh. him. But still not, you know, he just wasn't around. I mean, I was around kids my whole yeah. life. And I mean, that's you have a big like family. when I would. Yeah. And when I would play like in my room, I remember setting up like a nursery in my room and uh-huh. pretending it was my house and it was my babies. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what I played. But yeah, yeah, I think I was an aunt when I was like eighth grade. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah. I've always tell people before we, now we have a dog, but I used to say, I do babies. I don't do <laughs> I think babies are easier than animals sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, and then it just kept going. So after Raymond, you just kept. Yeah. So no. And then we had both of them. And I remember it was just, 
yeah, I remember thinking, okay, um, maybe we should have another one, you know, and Ray was okay with that. And I mean, like literally all we did was think about it and I got pregnant with <laughs> Riley. <laughs> and how far apart are Ray and Riley? They're like two years. Yeah. Almost, almost two years, two years, two months. Yeah. Did you ever have kids clo as close together again as Nicole and Ray are? Well, Hunter and Michaela are 20 months apart, yeah. I think. So So this this might yeah, this might be too personal, but was there a time okay. that you ever like used birth control or you just knew whatever happened happened? Oh yeah. So no, 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 no. <laughs> after Riley after Riley, yeah, we used Well when you would breastfeed. I, I yeah, when I breastfeed, I never had a period or nothing. Yeah. So she never got pregnant. Yeah. You know, but that's what the deal is, is boy, after I stopped breastfeeding that and that, woo, you got to be careful yeah. because that's when I was most fertile uh -huh. both times. Wow. So, yeah. So then we had a break four years almost between Riley and Nicole. Yeah. I mean, Riley and Courtney. Yeah. We had four year break. And that was a really, that was an interesting break because I remember, you know, three's a three side big change. Yeah from two. Yeah. And, um, and so then I was like, okay, I had to really talk Ray into having a fourth one. I had to, you know, <laughs> and I just kind of just prayed and thought, okay, you know, and then we didn't use birth control. It still took, it was four years. Wow. Yeah. And it, with her, it was so funny because I mean, you know, it's just the answer to some of your prayers that you ask God, you know? Yeah. And he just wanted a teeny little girl. Oh. He, he kept saying, I just want a teeny little girl. Oh. And literally, he that's what her. she yeah. is. I mean, like, all like of us. Tika. Yeah, she's like, I mean, of all of us who are, like, all over 5'7", five, 5'8". Yeah. Five, yeah. And here she's this five one and a half little blonde little girl. I mean, you know. Yeah. She would crawl up in, she would just crawl up in his lap. Oh. Mm -hmm. Like she was just like his little lap dog. Oh. She was, wasn't <laughs> she? she? Was. He never the shared his Pepsi and tell her anybody else but her. She would take her little teacup and she'd crawl up on his lap, and then she he'd pour diet, diet Pepsi in her <laughs> in her little teacup. Yeah, because you guys never even asked. No, for we it. didn't even ask because he was kind of that. You can't drink that yeah. in a cup yeah. in a person. Yeah, yeah. I no, she was. I'm trying to remember how girl. old she was when I first started being around. I could be high school. No, I no, she was. Yet. I think middle school. school. She was junior high, middle school, probably sixth grade. I think so. Grade. I remember even yeah. at that time thinking, "Oh, she has him wrapped around her little finger." Like always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Of all the kids, yeah, yeah she kind of does. That's mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then so, Courtney, then Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Then Connor. Um, so when you say birth control, I was telling Nicole this hilarious story. Oh no, maybe it was Tammy. I was telling this story too. So we, then we moved to the ranch Remember, and we had four kids and, um, oh yeah, we use birth control. I mean, probably not the most convenient kind, but I was laughing. This is so funny. We were at the ranch and the septic tank backed up <sighs> <laughs> and when they went to take the lid off, all these condoms were floating. Oh all the time. my god! <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. And then I remember Ray saying, "Oh my god, Peggy, it was so embarrassing." They take the lid off, and all the guys looked at Ray and went, "Oh, Ray." <laughs> <laughs> 
branch of all places. places. Yeah. God, that's awful. So for those of you that don't know, we lived at the Bailey Memorial Youth Ranch. The BMR. The the BMYR. (laughs) And it was was run basically by our church, which we've talked about before. So, you know, very strict um, legalistic rules and, you know, so... Yeah, that was really, I was so scared to tell him that I was pregnant again. Oh. But How long fine. were you at the ranch until you found out? Oh, uh, well, let me see. She had Connor and Courtney at there. Oh. I mean, Connor and Michaela. Yeah. No, I didn't have Michaela there. Just Connor. No? No, we oh, were in Othello. Yeah, well, let me see. Courtney was one when we moved there, and she was like three, three and a half when we had Connor. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we moved from there when Connor was one. I've never heard that story. You haven't? No. Oh, my God. I die laughing about it. That's funny. Yeah. I wish I could have seen my dad's face. <laughs> <laughs> was he giving a good smirk? Or was he like, what? I don't know what that is. What? What are you looking at me for? Oh, my God. Well, you know it wasn't your neighbors on either side. So... <laughs> Oh, you never know. <sighs> so anyway, yeah. Why did you throw him away? We flushed him down the toilet. Are you supposed to do that? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what Claudia said. Maybe that's why you're <laughs> Not if you're on septic, you're not. <laughs> wow, I don't know. Speaking of septic, Kelly, how's your ghost pooper? Dude. What? I don't <laughs> I don't know what, what is, is going on. So this is what this is what happened. We're in our downstairs bathroom. It's like just a little powder room. You know, it's not like nobody should be doing any business down there, in my opinion. Like, if you got to poop, you should go to a real bathroom. (laughs) Wait, wait. You have fake bathrooms? Well, it's just a little toilet room. It's not like it's right off. It's like just a toilet and a sink. Yeah. And it's just right off the living area. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I tell my kids, if you got to poop, you got to go in your own bathroom. That's like the bathroom for everyone. So anyway, no one's supposed to poop in there, but they all do. And I come in the other day, the toilet looks normal, fine. I go pee and I go to flush it and it's like kind of weird, doesn't really flush all the way. So I'm like, great. So I go to like, the water's still clear. Everything's still fine. I go to plunge it. (laughs) And I'm plunging and plunging and plunging. And I, I, for probably by this, by the time I was talking to Nicole, I, I had been plunging for 10 minutes. Nothing. Oh my God. Water's still, You're persistent. Yeah, well, cause I was pissed. The water's still clear. Everything still looks normal. It just won't flush. Like it's just slow flushing. You know, when the water like gets down, it's like glug, 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 glug. Like it's just, uh-huh. yeah, you know, yeah, you know. So I'm like, at this point, I'm just fucking pissed. So I'm still plunging, and then all of a sudden, just this random turd comes floating up. And I'm like, what the hell? So it had been, what time were you talking? Like noon or two o'clock? Anyway, nobody had even been downstairs or in my house since like 7 o'clock that morning. And so I'm like, this turd has been 
somewhere in my pipes since seven o'clock. And it didn't disintegrate. Exactly. And it was like, looked fresh, like somebody had just pooped. And so, (laughs) yep, no, and and then I couldn't get that thing to go down. And it's just, I don't know. Something's blocking in front of it. I know, but why didn't that She's poop? been plunging for like three days. Now, you need a snake to go through. I know. There. You need one of those snakes. Yep. That, I told Jim, I'm like, you need to go get a snake. But it's like a line two hours long to get into Home Depot. So he said no. But he, so then. He said no. So then I think it's fixed. Okay. I think he's fixed it. This is going to be gross, but I don't even care. I'm on my period. I had like, I quick had to like get into the bathroom. I was going to have. I was going to bleed through. So I go in and I put my tampon in the toilet and I flush. It flushes normal. I like, this is like three days later. I've totally forgotten about this. Then like a couple of hours later, Jim comes in totally pissed at me. He goes, if we know there's issues with the plumbing, it's probably not a good idea to put our tampons down the toilet. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm in there. I'm in there trying to plunge the toilet, and it's just a bowl full of blood, and then all this. He he didn't have to be so descriptive. No, he did not, but he sure was. And he's like, you need to go in there and get that tampon out of the toilet. (laughs) Sounds like something your dad would say. <laughs> you need to go in there and get that out now. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, it's still going, but apparently it's not a ghost pooper. What was I calling it? The mad crapper. But it's- the mad, the mad crapper. Because <laughs> <gasps> no one would admit to it. Oh, no, nobody. Would. I was like, oh, did you try- wait a second, Kelly? Did you try all heads bowed, all eyes? <laughs> your heads close yes. your eyes don't you remember i used to do that raise a finger if it yes was you. I used to do, all you guys close your eyes and bow your whenever heads. something would happen at our house she'd make us all sit around at the table <laughs> all heads bowed all eyes closed raise your hand if it was you <laughs> I remember, remember Allie would kind of go she's always do the first one <laughs> Part of it I did it to be funny, and part of it I did it. So like now to... my kids all say it at this, my, like all of the, my brothers will say like, all heads bowed, all. Oh bowed. my god! Shit's gonna hit. <laughs> shit's gonna hit the fan if someone doesn't admit to it right now. Yeah, but I never would say that. They make up all these things that I used to say. My mom called my brother an ass. I never did. did. I never did. They swear to God, I shut the door and I said, stay outside, you fucking ass. I never, ever would have said that. I believe that. I believe you did. No. And then she would slide peanut butter and jelly sandwiches under the door. Uh, Well, no, I never did. But you know what? Now I may have opened it really fast and had a zoom and then shut the door and said, now stay outside. Threw sandwiches at us out the back door. But now all of you guys, as you get. Keep waiting, you little ass. (laughs) I never. But now, now that you all have kids and babies, you understand why I made you stay outside when the baby was sleeping. Right? Yes. Now you get I it. I call my kids little fucking assholes. <laughs> I never I did. Not to their face. Not to their face. I'll never forget one time. <gasps> but I did one time, and it was when Raymond had come home. I was, this is very embarrassing. Don't embarrass him. 
Well, it's not embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for me. Oh, okay. You can embarrass yourself. I was weeding and it was like really stressful. Okay. Cause there was some stressful, yeah. stressful years and he, he was home and you know, I'm sorry, but if you're living in my house, then you are working and you are helping. Yeah. That's just the rules. Okay. Like Raymond will say, I know, I know mom, it's your house. It's my home, but it's your house. Anyway, so we were outside weeding and I sent him and I think Hunter out to do some weeding or something. Well, I went out or to do something in the yard. I went out and they didn't do it. And I was just stressed anyway. And I remember I had my earphones in and I was kind of, maybe I, I don't know if I had earphones in, but anyway, I was like so pissed off and I was weeding and they did a crappy job. And I was like, oh my God, these fucking morons. <laughs> And he was standing right behind me. Oh, oh, I was like, oh, God. First of all, I did not say that word. No, that, no. that word is not a common one. No. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, that is horrendous. I would say that about my voice. You felt like mother of the But year. I was just so stressed. Yeah. And that's what I do when I get stressed. I work. Yeah. You and weed I, and you say the F word. I work. I work <laughs> and I work and I work and I swear. Yeah. And then after it's all done and it looks pretty and good, and I think, oh, that looks good. All is well. It's true. It's true. You are, I, I'm not as much like that as you. I am. But that is one way that I would describe you is no matter what, <laughs> no matter how stressed I have seen you. And I have seen you in some stressful times. If you go yes, do a project have. or go do something, like put your hand to something at the end of it, you have a beautiful job done and you are a new person. Like you work your stress out. Yes. I do. Yep, I do. Mm -hmm. It's just like I'll never forget when Ray was diagnosed and that day he was diagnosed and then we came home, the poor guy, and he's still kind of drugged. Yeah. And he's sitting on the couch watching TV and literally I am like a whirlwind hurricane yeah. vacuuming and wiping and all of a sudden he's like, uh, and he's asking me, you know, a couple of times, what did the doctor say? And I have to tell him over he and over had, again. He had so yeah. much like anesthesia. Yeah. That, he like, couldn't he remember. Couldn't remember that we told what we told right. him. And then I remember him saying, can, can you just come sit down Aww. next to me for a minute? Yeah. And I was like thinking, uh, I don't know if I can. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to try for a second. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, so is it okay if we say that he had cancer? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Todd, what's it yeah. been? How long has it been now? Oh wow. I think it's like fifteen years. More. Yeah. He was diagnosed two thousand and three. More. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was diagnosed with stage four stage three colon rectal cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We just celebrated it. Yep. We celebrated his 60th birthday. on his sixtieth uh, birthday as well because he was diagnosed on his forty second birthday. Yeah. Then his 43rd birthday, he was almost done with all of his treatment and everything. And so we always celebrate. It's kind of a bittersweet. His birthday is always yeah, kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Amazing. It's a miracle. We have so many miracles. We have so many miracles and stuff in our lives. Yeah. You know, that's where I always look at people who, you know, especially young kids who are just starting or, you know, their, their lives are just like, I want to do this and I want to do this and, oh, I can't have this or I can't do this. And I just, I'm like, you know what, if you want it, you ask God for it and you believe because I am a walking miracle that God will answer 
your prayers. You tell him the desires of your heart and he will give it to you. Yeah. Not always at the right time. Yeah. You know, I always feel like when you pray for something, God says, yes, not now, or I got something better for yeah. you. Yeah. That's good, Peg. I agree. Yeah, that's so true. All right. Oh, Kelly. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, back to the kids. I want to talk about a little okay. bit more about just okay. you as a mom. Because oh. this, I'm probably going to cry, but you are one of the most inspirational people in my life as far as being a mom and modeling. I Actually, you probably are the most as far as how I strive to be a mom in the, oh, the kind of mom that I want to be. And thank you. You're welcome. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. Like I really, I really, truly, I can't tell you how many times I think, okay, what would Peg do? Like when Ellie went into the hospital, what would Peg do? How would she handle this? Like, how can I, and even though there hasn't been a lot of like personal connection between us over the years, because life got busy and we both had our struggles and things and, and that's okay. But like deep inside of me, there's just that, that thing of that connection with you of, I know I, I've seen your kids especially, I mean, Hunter was five, I think when Jim and I got together and maybe even younger, <laughs> I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. I just remember him being five at our wedding and, um, all the way up through your kids being teenagers, your kids being young adults, um, and just knowing who they are as people. And I just remember those, those early years of watching you and how you interacted with your kids at every stage of their life. Because in the beginning you had somebody in your home who was at pretty, except for toddlers at every stage of life and remembering watching how you interacted with Hunter, how you interacted with Michaela and it, as an awkward 10 year old little girl, you know, and all the way up to Nicole, a young adult woman and just seeing your relationships with each of them. You were like a picture of this is what motherhood looks like over the course of having children because you had one at almost every stage of life when I was there. Mm -hmm. And so you were like a study. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was a study. All right. <laughs> but like, and you are so real as a person, but as a mom, you are so real and your expectations of your kids and, and understanding that they're all such different people. And, um, it's, I mean, you're just an amazing mom and an amazing woman. Oh, Kelly, that is, that is probably one of the best compliments I think I ever oh, received. Well, Thank you so much. You're welcome. So my question, I have so many questions for you, but one of them is, I mean, obviously you can't just say how you do it in five minutes, but what do you feel like, like, how do you do it? <laughs> how, how do I, how do I stay connected with them? How do you, or? how did you, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, that it's a concise question, but how did you, how did you as a mother evolve over time? Like from the time Nicole was a baby until the time Hunter was the baby. How did your mothering change? How did you learn 
and adapt as a mother? Like, do you know what I'm saying? How do you see Um, yourself change over those years? There's, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, I, um, you know, you guys talk about the church and, you know, the downs of the, at the end part, but there's some parts at the very beginning when that, when Ray and I first started going and we had kids and I had friends who had kids and I had older mothers who had kids and I just have always gleaned on advice and wisdom and watched them and I mean there's so many other mothers in my life that I would watch or listen or learn from yeah um but also you know they're your kids and that's a big responsibility to me and there was times when I was probably at the very beginning when I was a young mom and I just was a lot of uh child care and you know affection and there's lots of things that I look back and I think I wish I would have done that different and I wish I would have done that different yeah you know but they're my heart you know they're my heart and they're a gift from God that I almost didn't get yeah so um but I think I think learning from other moms and being with other moms and you know my mother was awesome she was an amazing mother amazing um and you know she would say she did some stuff wrong but we're all yeah we're all human we're all gonna do everything something wrong we're gonna make mistakes but and she was always good to call and ask advice from i had my older sisters you know um i i am a firm believer in you ask people doesn't mean you have to use the advice yeah but at least take it, consider it, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I just no, they're, they're cool. my hearts, you know. And and sometimes I think back, and I when people say one of the what was maybe one of the mistakes that you regret, mm-hmm. or something I wish I could go back and do, and it would have been first of all. I have to put it out to my husband because he was a sport. Let me tell you, <laughs> he was a sport and he, he was pushed aside a lot yeah. and I should never, ever have done that. But my idea was, Oh my God, these are babies. They need my attention. Yeah. And he would get the leftovers. Yeah. And, and that was wrong of me. That really was wrong of me because I should never have done that. I should have, I should have shown my kids that your spouse comes first. Yeah. You know, um, but it's okay. We're good now. Yeah. We've been married 40, 40, almost 41 years. Yeah. Wow. And then I would have laughed more. I really would have laughed more and not been so serious in, you know, in raising and nurturing and making sure that they did what they were supposed to do and working. I would have laughed more. Mm. Because it was a couple years ago, I was was with Michaela, and we were at Riley's house, and you know several of the kids were there, and she goes, "I heard her tell one of the, her siblings, oh my God, you should be here. Mom is so fun. She's like not a mom anymore. She's like one of us." And I was like, "Oh wow, uh, why didn't they see me be more fun?" Yeah, huh? Interesting. 
Do you ever feel like, or did you in the moment feel the struggle of losing yourself to be no. a mom? No, I didn't. No, no, because that was who I was. Yeah. I, I loved it. I wanted, that's who I wanted to be, Yeah, you know? But then there was a time, I will tell you, after, like, I think I must have been 45, maybe. And then I was like, okay, it's time. I, I started learning new things. I started doing other things. And then I was ready. Yeah. No, I, I, I you know, I think, but I remember, um, when did you finally, like, start, like, leaving us and going for a walk? Because that wasn't from the very beginning. No, it wasn't. Um, me and Tammy, I think it was with Tammy. After I, Connor? When we moved into town. In, so, yeah. So, so Connor was about two she or three. She didn't always no. take time for herself. No, like, I She didn't. never did until there was a time when I remember her being like, okay, <laughs> you guys stay home. Yeah. I got to go for a walk. Yeah. And I, we knew it was her time. Yeah. Yeah. But that she didn't always do that. No, I didn't. I, I did a little bit like a Saturday morning or something. I would go for a walk with Tammy, you know? Yeah. But, um, no, I didn't. And I probably should have. Yeah. I really should have. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this. I, now I realize that a husband needs to give that gift to his wife and his, who's the mother of his kids. Yeah. A husband needs to give, that's a gift he can give her. I got this covered you need to go take time yeah. because in the long run, guess what? He's going to reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. yeah. <laughs> she always, she always comes home happy from her mm-hmm. walks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy and on crack. Right? <laughs> Good old endorphins. Yep. Yes. Yep. I, you know, it's funny that you say that because about the husband. So this, I think it was yesterday, like <clears throat> this whole quarantine time, it's, you know, it's like just being in a, under a microscope, microscope this whole time, uh, or not a microscope. It's like a, well, like a pressure cooker, you know, everything is just mm-hmm, yeah. so much more intense in our house. Like every day is a week, at least maybe a month. It feels mm-hmm, like. yeah. So I, I had to sit the kids down yesterday and I was like, listen, you don't do anything that you are supposed to do unless I'm writing your ass. Like you don't do your basic chores, unless I nag you about it and I'm on your ass about it. Nobody does anything that isn't being forced upon them right now. And I'm having this conversation and I just, I look at Jim and I'm like, and neither do you like, (laughs) there's, Mm -hmm. where are you right now? Why am I the only one riding asses? And, and I mean, Mm -hmm. not like a huge thing in front of the kids because we try not to, you know, like, right. But our kids are old enough to know, like, we're not always on the same page and they see us. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was Saturday morning. Yeah. And then so but anyway, the last couple of days, like he's on a new level of like, oh, I, I, I am, I do have to be a part of this. And that's not to say Uh like, he's an amazing dad and he's an amazing. Yeah, he is. But just during this time, it's almost like everybody's in survival mode and he just kind of checks checked out for a little bit and so like Uh to feel the void of him doing that not doing that and him not being there and then all of a sudden for him to kick in it's like oh I can breathe again like I'm okay it just I just needed that little bit of yeah yes yes you do (laughs) need need backup backup. (laughs) yes 
I think, well, Larry, so he, he forgets because I'm, yes. I'm kind of on a mission exactly. when it comes to my kids. Yep. And I, I get in a, like in a, in a zone. Yeah. And I think he, in his mind, he's like, she's got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've got to step in. She's got this, exactly. you know, until finally I, sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, and he's like, oh, oh, okay. Cause I think he kind of takes a seat and just yeah. watches me go yeah. uh-huh. like, cause I got it. But I think, I think dads sometimes forget like, yeah, yeah we might be a, a machine, <laughs> but we need backup. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly. so true. It's not, and, and the same with Jim, it's not like he's purposely just being a lazy yeah. bum or anything. It's just no that and in, and in normal everyday life, he's gone to work and I am handling it and it's not as big right. of a deal, but when it's 24 hours a day for freaking two months, it is a big deal. So, yeah. <sighs> Interesting. <laughs> my sigh. Are you laughing at my sigh? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like uh-huh. it. I love it. <laughs> now, now do the one where you go. <gasps> <laughs> I'm so expressive with my size. I know. Yeah, wait till you get out to be almost 60 years old and you go to get up and you make those sounds. Oh. You grunt. You and then I, up. then I'm like, what did I just say? <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like, I'm not going to do that next time when I get up and then you do it again. It's kind of <laughs> like when you have a baby and you're pushing and then you're like grunting and then you're like, what, what, okay, I'm next time I'm not going to make that sound <laughs> and you make that sound again. <laughs> I never pushed out a baby. I don't know. Oh, I know. I got some stories there. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Mine were not easy. But you kept doing that. uh, Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Betty Cannon. That's what she said. Oh my God. You would think if you got that sick every time you would stop having kids. (laughs) I love your mom. She was just a hoot. She was, she was an eight, Nicole. Betty was was an eight. eight. She was an Enneagram eight. She was. Yeah. You think? (laughs) Challenger. She just said it all. And she got shit done. Oh, she did. Yes, she did. Oh, she was, yeah, she was a go-getter boy. How is it for you living in your, your parents, like your childhood home? Oh, I love it. I love it. I can just, I just feel at home. Like literally, not every morning, but frequently in the morning I get up and I just like walk around. I just think. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I love this house. I love this house. I love this home. I just love it. You know? Yeah. And that that just goes back to... Does it to, make you feel close to her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I talk to her sometimes. Yeah. Is that weird? Nope, because I do too. Yeah, I talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes there's little things, like we were just talking about this this morning. There, um my grandma's like she just represents a hummingbird mm-hmm. why uh she oh, loved she loved them that's she, right yeah. they she she would always have a hummingbird feeder on the back yeah. of the window and then they all the hummingbirds would come and she would stand there at the window and talk to them hi baby uh-huh. there's Aww. my babies yeah she yeah. would talk to them oh sweet baby you know and she would feed them and so now whenever we see hummingbirds, we're always like, oh, it's Grammy. Aww. Yeah. Like she's just checking on us. Yeah. And it's so funny because they will show up all different places. Like Raleigh will say he'll be up on a pole 40 feet high. And all of a sudden there'll be this hummingbird wow. in front of his face. 
That's yeah. crazy. And he's and he's like he just knows it's yeah. trauma. Yeah. yeah. He's just checking on him. Oh. Yep. Yep. She yeah, she was a she was a great woman. She really was. Yeah. She went through some battles and it's so funny because the generation then just didn't talk about a lot of stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or explain things or, you know, until later on when you're sitting around talking to your older siblings and they're like, Oh yeah, remember this and remember yeah. that and I'm like, Yeah, no, I don't I don't remember any of that. I didn't know any of that happened and you know. Yeah. Well you being on the younger side of things. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, she was a good influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see so a lot of her in the way that you mothered or was it like the opposite end of her? Usually you either are really similar or very opposite. Like, I think I am some similar. Yeah. Um, just because that was the way I was raised. Like, right. you know, I made the kids work. I made them take care of their stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff similar, but of a lot of it, I, my mom, um, I will say, and then maybe it was just that generation of moms. They didn't really play with their kids much. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And they didn't, you know, I don't remember my mom ever taking us to the park by herself. Granted, she didn't have a car, but stuff like that by herself. Right. Where I tried to do that, I, you know, I take the kids to the park or we played outside or we played games or, you know, did a lot of crafts and, and just that kind of stuff. Um, Granted, my mom was by herself every every other week too because my dad yeah. was a pharmaceutical rep. But um, you know, I I think one thing I know, my grandma always, everyone always felt welcome in her home. Yeah, you could, I could bring friends with me yeah. to dinner at her house, and she always made you feel welcome. Yeah, she always made you feel loved. Yeah, like she you would always feel like you were one of her favorite people. To her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And my mom has that same. Quality. Yes. Yeah. We could bring kids home and she would make them feel welcome. Yeah. I could bring friends home. Anybody would feel welcome in our house. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I think that's one thing you learn. From I her, love it. I love it when people come is that there is never, you know, you don't feel uncomfortable no. like you're not welcome. Yeah. Except <laughs> we're in high school. Remember, I'll never forget it. You know, because you guys would, if you skip school, I was like, okay, if you come home, I will okay it. Yeah. But if you don't come home, I don't know where you are. I'm not going to okay <laughs> it. And so, like, the boys would, especially I would say Raymond would come home, like, in the afternoon, and he would bring his friends or something. And then, like, I would feed him or something. But I can remember one time he walked in the front door, and he started to go downstairs. And I don't even know which friend it was. But he started to go into the kitchen, and I could hear Raymond going, "No, no, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't go in there. You don't want to go in there." <laughs> the question cop is in there. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you, but mom, all of our friends, all of my brother's friends, all of my friends, yeah. all the way down to Hunter's friends, adore yeah. you. They do? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. I mean, they knew they knew they were welcome yeah. and loved and fed at our house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I you know, love it kids. just yeah. And that's how grandma was too. Yeah. You know, like I, 
you know, I think that's one thing that you really did learn. From well, her that's is. what I remember saying to to. Uh, I said, "Would you want?" You know, he's like, "You have to have so many questions. You're just the question cop." I'm like, "Okay, so do you want me to?" ignore them and let them not feel welcome yeah. or do you want me to talk to them and let them know i'm glad they're at our house yeah so pick how did you like in the later years of all the church stuff how did you protect your kids from the worst of all of that did you know you were protecting them or was it just oh, instinctual like it was an instinct to them to me it was just instinct like back to like when we lived at the ranch i remember that was and it's so funny because i was thinking about that um the women we would have to go to work on mondays and then two of the women would babysit all the other kids i hated it i hated it and i remember crying in the have you know and we had to do it because we would do things like working on the ranch doing ranch work yeah and it was it wasn't even this wasn't the ranch work it was leaving my kids with people yeah i didn't want to yeah i mean i feel like i had these kids because i had them and i want them and i want to spend time with them and but there was other aspects of why i didn't want to leave them but um okay forgot where we were what was the question um (laughs) just protecting them as oh yeah and and so that like literally when we moved there i was on hyper alert protection but back but then when we came into the church you know my kids didn't always tell me things that happened yeah and so and i don't know why they didn't I, I don't know why. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know why. But that was one We didn't of, know... That it wasn't okay. Yeah, we didn't know at the time, like, that we should clear it through you. Yeah. It just was like, you know, when you're someone who's supposed to be... Safe. ...authority over you. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be safe, so you... you just There's a night... But there was a time... And it wasn't even, and actually my brothers got it more than me and they even got some mistreatment from people at school, coaches that were supposed to take care of them and protect them. And, and my my parents, (laughs) they, when you, if you want to see a side of them, you mistreat, you mistreat one of us and something something rises up in them and nothing is going to stop my parents from protecting us. And it's not even, it's, you know, if it was, if it was, you know, like, okay, you got corrected for something you shouldn't have done. Then it was like, yeah, okay. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, with the church thing, I think that when that dissipated the church, there was different things that got to certain people. Yeah. Okay. Mine was, oh, hell no. You do not know my kids better than I do. And you are not going to suggest something or tell my kids to do something without checking with me first. So that was it. I mean, there was a situation that my hands went up and I was like, oh no, oh, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Where other people's was a money thing, right? you know, and others people's, you know, was other situations. But with mine was my kids yeah. and, it was, and there was a situation that happened and I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. 
Yeah. And my parents were really good about, because my brothers weren't, um, they weren't really sold right. on the church. Right. Um, and when they didn't feel comfortable or didn't want to go, my parents didn't force yeah. them. Mm-mm. And because they knew if we force them and we push this, they're going to go the other way. Yeah. And so my parents were really good about, you know, trusting us, I think, yeah. and trusting my brother's um, intuition and judgment. And, you know, it, you know, they always steered us in the right direction with open hands. Yeah. And gently yeah. and just kept encouraging us. And if, you know, we were never forced. I, I, I just don't, I don't remember. No, the thing is, I guess you look at it as if you, if they don't want to go and they don't feel comfortable going, then what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. Something's not right. Do you remember there. having that conscious thought or was it just again, like that mother's gut? Oh, I, yeah, I can remember a lot of conscious thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where I can remember a situation, someone came up to me and I remember like, um, I'm sorry, but um, Nicole's pants are too tight. They're really too tight. <laughs> and I just remember looking at him like, really? Did you go tell that lady over there that weighs 250 pounds that her pants are too yeah. tight? So what difference does it make whether my high school girl, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There's just, you know, so many things yeah. that I just like to, you know. I got sent home quite often from youth. <laughs> but you got sent home from high school too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just but remember you know, that. And that, and when I say that there are certain things that I really try to model after you, like that is one of the things I, I just remember always being so amazed that your kids didn't fit into that perfect little box that they were supposed to fit in. And maybe outside of your home, at youth group or whatever, there was judgment, but never, ever, ever inside your home. Did any of your kids feel like they were, at least from my view, looking in uh-huh. of that they I were mess ups not. or that they, you know, whatever. I know. I hope not. I hope they never felt that way. Um, I think Ray and I all, we never tried to put them in a box. Yeah. You know, if they had an interest or something, we would try to encourage that interest um, and just kind of let them evolve and be who they were meant to be. Yeah. You know, as, and I later on in life, as I realized, what do you want for your kids most of all? What do you want? And I remember thinking, I want my kids to be happy. Yeah. I want them to be loved and to be able to love. Yeah. You know, and to be successful, good citizens. Yeah. You know, and I remember one time Raymond was in, I don't remember, I, I and I hate to talk about one of them more than the other, but let's just say they were in sports and one of them were struggling with something and they didn't start on varsity yeah. right away. And I, you know what? I remember thinking, okay. Being a starter on a varsity sport does not make them a good citizen. Their character is what makes them a good citizen. And so isn't that what we want for our kids? Yeah. 
is to be good people with integrity and to have a drive to be successful and to be loved and to love. Yeah. You know, integrity is a big thing. Yeah. But we all make mistakes. <laughs> we do. Well, and that doesn't, integrity does not mean that you're perfect. It just means when you make mistakes, no, it doesn't. you go, you know how to own it, you know? Right. And, exactly. and you've taught your kids that you've, I would say all of your kids have that. Yeah. Yeah, they and do. And we always know growing up that we can screw up. Yeah. And our parents will be there to love us. Yeah. And we never, not one of us ever felt rejected. No. We never felt like we weren't good enough. Um, you know, I, I look all the way from me to my six brothers and sisters, we are all so different. Yes. And we knew that our parents, like we didn't feel compared yeah. to others. They loved us. Yeah. And for our differences. And um, that's one thing that I have learned. Like they, they didn't let us talk bad about ourselves yeah. or put ourselves down they would always lift us up. Yeah. And I, like, I remember my mom saying like, don't you say that you are smart. Hmm. You are kind. You, you know, they would, she would speak life into us and would never let us talk bad about ourselves or each other. Yeah. Um, you know, because she knew that what you say about yourself mm -hmm. is who you become. Yeah. And mm -hmm. You know, we, we've all, all seven of us have made mistakes and, you know, we knew we picked ourselves back up. We, you know, and that we had our, our mom and dad had our backs Yeah. and they were loving us and encouraging us. And my mom sends these prayers to each one of us. And we knew, we just knew like if anyone had our backs, it was our parents Yeah. and I okay. think that's one reason too, why we are so close and encourage each other, like out of our brothers and sisters is because of the encouragement and the example that our parents have given yeah. us. Yeah. And okay. But I did flip my ship sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I did. I think that's what makes yeah. us human. Yes. Yeah. Normal, normal yeah. people. Yes. Is like we know, I mean, like, there was times where I would flip my crap in the morning before school. And I can remember later on feeling awful and going to school and yeah. pulling them out of class and saying, I I'm so sorry. I did that yeah. this morning, you know, yeah. and I, I had to, I had to get it done before I could go on the rest of the right. day. So, wow. you know, we are human. Yeah. And we've learned that from you too, to apologize, oh, you know, yes. apologize to your kids and, you know, we're not perfect. Yeah. No, we're not. None of us are. But we got love. <laughs> right? Yeah. And being able to say you're sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I still will say I'm sorry to my older kids, you know? Yeah. I'll have to text them and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that or, you know. Yeah. I shouldn't have told that person that one thing you told me or, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, what do you think is the hardest part of being a mom? Oh, letting your kids make mistakes. Yeah, I agree. That, that to me, that that's the hardest part is letting them make 
mistakes. Yeah. And you got to learn to do that. You don't want to, and you want to fix everything yeah. and you want to make it easy or you want to protect them yeah. and not let them. I, I didn't want them to go anywhere or be anything where they could harm, could right. help hurt them yeah. or they could get in trouble or, and you got, you know, that's one thing. And I wish I would have been able to just say, okay, this is the situation. I'm going to trust you and let you go do this. Yeah. That was hard for me. Yeah really hard yeah i agree that that would be my do you think you're at too. do you think you're at one of the hardest points right now because oh now you. it's it's yeah it's hard now i mean you know um when your kids are all adult oh they're adults and and we're not all close you know everybody's far from me and you know you look at your little babies when they're two and three and then you look at them when they're five and they're in high school and guess what? You love them and you would do anything for them and you desire to be with them. Well, when they're 35 and 40 years old, you still have that desire. Yeah. It doesn't go away. You know, it does. It doesn't go away. It doesn't diminish just because they're older. Yeah. You still love them and you want to be with them and you want to be a part of their life. You want to know who they are and what drives them still when they're that old. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to know what they've learned and what they, you know, some things that they want to do later on in life for their hopes and dreams. And th that's hard. Not knowing things like that. Yeah. Was it difficult when your children got married to welcome another person into your tight, close family? No, yeah. never, yeah. never. Mm -mm. No, the more the merrier. I would have more if I could. No, it was, no, I just feel like each of my kids' spouses, uh, I mean, I, I, God brought them in their lives, you know, yeah. and um, no, it was, and it's not going to be hard. We're going to have two new ones coming up. Yeah. You know, Michaela's engaged to Ben. Yeah. He is awesome and he is just perfect for Michaela yeah. you know they've been together since she was a senior in high school <laughs> and then K Connor and Kendall are getting married in October and you know no it's 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 like one more blessing you get to add yeah. to your family yeah the dynamic of having someone this is what like I even think for myself because I mean the kids aren't super close to getting married obviously but they're closer to being married than they are to being toddlers you know so I think right I think about well even as Ellie's dated people I'm like oh god this good lord I do this <laughs> this guy or whatever you know and the the idea of imagining someone her marrying someone, I think I were, I don't worry, but I'm like, oh, I, it's going to be weird to trust her judgment. I mean, I do trust her judgment and I think she uh -huh. will, both of my kids will find mates who are perfect for them. But the idea right. of them coming from a completely different background, completely different family situation, like they, the, you're taking two completely different worlds and combining them and how does that work like I I'm excited about that I I think I feel about it the way that you describe it but I know that there are some 
mothers who, when their child brings home their mate, it's very challenging because they're so different than their family or so different than what a parent imagined being the perfect, you know, situation for their kid or whatever. So Uh I, I, I mean, I know Um, I probably was not my mother-in-law's first choice. (laughs) So I think I have that perspective when I think about my kids of, I, I hope I don't have that challenge, I guess. Okay. I don't think you will. I will be honest. This is brutally honest. The hardest challenge is sharing them with another. Yeah. Yeah. That is the hardest part. Yeah. And poor Nicole, you know, she was our first. Yeah. So that was really, yeah. hard, really hard. Um, it, you know, cause she was our first and she was my first to, you know, let go. And, um, that, that's, I will say that's the hardest part. Yeah. Well, and Larry and has very close family right. ties. Right. And yeah. so it really is a true sharing. Like it is a pulling yeah, right. there. Yeah. Right. But I, you just have to realize that that's one more family a group of people, a tribe, yeah. okay, that you are joined to, but you know what? It's more people that are going to love and sow into your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but it is, it's hard. Yeah. That's the part's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peg, I think you are the picture of selflessness. Oh, um, I know. The, I know I'm sure, that. I'm sure you have your, I mean, you know yourself and you know how that's mm-hmm. a struggle for you, but even if it's a struggle at the end of the day, you choose to be selfless. You choose to say that, that that family is just more love for my child. So I'm going to sacrifice what I'm missing out on for her. Like that's yeah, selfless. Yeah. That's. Is it? Yeah. 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 And, and you do that. God. So much. <laughs> I mean, in so many ways. Thank you. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Well, it's because I think, I think that's just who you are in your core. You know, it's not, it doesn't even take effort anymore because you've just done that so much for so long. Can you just come back here and be with us? I could use this every day. (laughs) I can't, but you can call me and I will tell you. I might have to add you on my morning call list after I call after I call Nicole and Jessica and Courtney and then I might have to add you on oh, it. morning affirmation do yes. it, Kelly. Yeah. Do it. Oh my god, I'm gonna piss my pants. <laughs> she's sweaty. She's sweaty and she's crossing her legs. I told you it's gonna be torture. <laughs> Oh, I feel like just opening this door and I told you. Do it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm right here off of Main Street in Othello, right by the library. I could get arrested for a public urination. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, but I really want to. Like really, really bad. We might have to take a break. I'm jiggling my right foot uh, up and down and up and down. I think you can pee. It's okay. <laughs> What'd you say? I think you could pee. It's okay. I can go up. No, I can't. I'm just You want to talk for two minutes? I'll run in library. Library's not open. It's closed. Everything's closed. Oh, my God. Like, there's no public bathrooms? (gasps) Oh. It's okay. God. Seriously. We can be done. Nicole. Yeah. Did you, did we talk about all the things that you wanted to cover? Is there more? 
ask I can all go the into my, no, Let me no. close my eyes and go into my zen. Mm. <laughs> Breathe through it, Mom. Breathe through it. You have lots of practice breathing through. No, this is exactly this is exactly what I wanted. Okay. Ideas? Yeah. Yeah. I talked the whole time. You barely got That's to. okay. That's the point. I know. I try I'm trying not to talk over people. You're doing awesome. I heard you say that, Kelly, at the beginning of the podcast, when your very first one, when you were saying your weaknesses mm-hmm. were talking over people. Yeah. I'm so bad. I was like, oh, I'm bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do that. I do that all the time. <laughs> so I'm really trying. And I'm trying to learn how to, when people talk, to just let them talk and then let there be silence for us. Yeah. Second, in case they want to say something yeah. else. Oh, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. I agree. But I've realized the longer we've been doing this, especially when I do podcasts with other people, I'm not because I'm more comfortable with Nicole. So I just talk whenever I want. It's terrible. Uh But when I'm on other people's podcasts or we have like guests now a couple of times, I find myself concentrating on listening to hear more than listening to talk. Like what I'm going to say next. And that's, yes. that's hard. Like that's a skill. It is hard. It is hard. But you know what? Have you ever talked to somebody that really does that? And I know and it's amazing. It is. And you feel so special. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you feel so heard. Yes. yes. Because you actually are being heard instead of just. Can we drive while we talk? No. Holy crap. I don't know if I can wait anymore. <laughs> you got to take her pee, Nicole. Hey. I love you. I love you. Can you put this at the end of it? Yeah. Okay. So I'd just like to thank um, Nicole and Kelly for inviting me and having me on their podcast. And I'd like to wish them a happy Mother's Day as well. As a mother of grown children, I want to share what it does to your heart and how proud it is to see children that you've raised be wonderful mothers and parents. And Kelly, you are amazing. The way you adapt and teach your children and try to flourish what God has put in them. And Nicole, every single one of your children, you know how to make what is in them grow. And that just makes me so happy and proud that maybe I had a teeny bit of part of loving you. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my daughter, um, Courtney, and my daughter, Jessica. Oh, thank you, okay? Peg. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. I didn't cry out the way through it. <laughs> <laughs>